You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Annie McLaughlin here for Stick Together, a half hour of worker stories, union news and social justice issues. We come to you from 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation with respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are coming to you on your community radio station on the Community Radio Network. In today's program we go to a union rally outside the Convention Centre in inner city Melbourne where Mads Kipper, CEO of Ofsted, the world's biggest offshore wind-powered developer was speaking inside at Australia's Wind Energy 2023, billed as the largest onshore and offshore wind energy event in Australia. If you had been following the Just Transition space, you will already be aware that the Maritime Union of Australia, the MUA, has been doing much of the heavy political lifting on getting the state and federal governments on board when it comes to offshore wind. Their Star of the South project is set to move on the Gippsland coastline with a plan for good jobs for members into the sustainable energy future. Osted a Danish company with the Danish government a majority shareholder, develops, constructs and operates offshore and onshore wind farms, solar farms, energy storage facilities, renewable hydrogen and green fuel facilities and has ambitions to develop up to 5 gigawatts of generation capacity off Victoria's coast. The rally outside the Convention Centre on Tuesday, July the 25th was not against sustainable energy projects. It was to raise awareness that Ofsted in America has already reneged on a deal with union workers at the ILA, the International Longshoremen's Association, in similar deals, that unionism is part of an international confederation of workers and just transition needs to happen with good union jobs as part of the deal. But before we go to the rally, some union news. Sacksmith, National Secretary and ACT Branch Secretary of CFMEU Construction and General Division, made a stir last week when he addressed the National Press Club of Australia calling for a super profits tax to deal with the housing shortage. Smith said it was fitting that the union should be involved in core economic issues and policy solutions. The union intends to run a campaign in all states on the issue. The super tax on profits would only affect 0.3% of the companies operating in Australia, according to modelling carried out by Oxford Economics, and would aim to create new builds of 52,000 social and affordable houses each year up to 2041 to deal with the housing shortage in Australia. Zach Smith outlined how this investment would underpin a productive and secure future for Australians. The full speech can be accessed on YouTube or ABC iView. 
The New South Wales branch of the RBTU, the Rail Bus Tram Union, has taken unprecedented legal action to end Cube's lockout of 200 workers in a dispute over a $32 million underpayment case, claiming the logistics giant is putting thousands of commuters at risk. The background to the dispute. On July 20th, the rail arm of Cube, which transports large amounts of freight, including steel and grain, across New South Wales, locked out approximately 180 train drivers across New South Wales who are based in various locations, including Newcastle, Sydney, Wollongong, Bathurst, Port Kembla, Dunee and Dubbo. RTBU New South Wales Locomotive Division Secretary Fannin Campbell said the company's disgraceful move followed workers' plan to take part in a small partial work bans as part of protective industrial action. Cube workers have been attempting to negotiate a fair enterprise agreement for over 12 months. However, the company has refused to negotiate fairly, including reneging on an in-principle deal reached in conciliation at the Fair Work Commission. Cube delayed the agreement after the RTBU filed a federal court claim alleging the company failed to pay penalty rates and allowances since 2017. The union estimates its claim would total $32 million. It is understood to be the first time a union has sought to end an employer's industrial action through legal triggers traditionally used by employers or third parties to end union strikes threatening the economy or people's welfare. RTBU New South Wales Locomotive Division Secretary Farron Campbell said the union had been forced to seek termination orders as CUBE was putting safety and potentially lives at significant risk. In Brisbane, Queensland, workers at the Cross River Rail Project down tools with CFMEU members rallying in Brisbane CBT after a 54-year-old worker had been critically injured after a 12-metre fall at the Boggo Road site on Tuesday the 25th of July and a heavy piece of metal rod fell from height at the Roma Street tunnel site and through the windscreen of a tally lifter missing the operator by a matter of inches. The union maintained that, true to form, CPB, the contractor, did not notify HSRs or union officials who were on site the morning of the incident. Cross River Rail is a new 10.2-kilometre rail line from Dutton Park to Bowen Hills, which includes 5.9 kilometres of twin tunnels under the Brisbane River and CBD. It is a government project. In a statement from the CFMEU, which called the project the Queensland Government's troubled $7 billion Cross River Rail project, the members walked off the job after the catastrophic incident of Tuesday until Monday 31, claiming that this is an incident that with properly enforced safety protocols would not have happened. We have been warning the state government since the start of this project that safety standards were grossly inadequate, the union said.
It is a project where legally authorised union officials are routinely denied entry to work sites to address concerns raised by members. The union has called on Minister Mark Bailey to resign, saying it is up to Mr Bailey to fix this mess or for Premier Palaszczuk to appoint a minister who will. We reported earlier in the year that 40 workers at the Vizzi-owned Shepherd and Cannery supplying Campbell's SPC and Simplot brands had been forced to take strike action over pay and job security. The first time these AMWU, Australian Manufacturing Workers Union members, had taken such action in 60 years. After a protracted standoff, the workers returned to work with an enhanced offer mid-July. I caught up with Tony Mabramatis, Victorian Secretary of the AMWU, who had this to say. G'day, I'm Annie from uh, 3CR Stick Together. Tell me what happened with Busy. Uh, at the end of the day, I think Busy come to realise that they had to um, uh, get off their high horse. They had to get off their greedy corporate um, um, packages that they have um, and realise that, you know, they make these profits from, from the sweat and tears of, of working class people. I think they realise that at the end. I think, um, you know, the solidarity that was shown across the state, across the country, sent them a good message saying, you know, um, these workers deserve a decent pay rise, especially with the cost of living crisis that we're living today. Um, and I think they got that message and, you know, we see workers now working at the Shepparton and Cannery, um, very proud of standing up to it um, and achieving something that they fought for for over 25 weeks. And so what did they get? What was the pay rise? Um, it, it wasn't just the pay rise. It was all about, you know, the principles, the values uh, to making sure that, you know, our members aren't going to get, you know, you know, attacked after the settlement and all that. It was a package deal worth around about 15% over three years. Um, you know, they got shorter working hours. They increased their their shift allowances, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it went down to a package worth around about 15% over three years compared to 8.75% that Vizzy was locked in on. Great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Just to finish with a snippet from America, which should make your toes curl. 388 miners found illegally working for McDonald's since May. There has been skyrocketing child labour abuse in the US with child labour law violations increasing by 28.3% between 2015 to 2023, increased by 37% last year alone, according to the Department of Labor Statistics. The Department of Labor, DOL, in America has found that 388 miners have been illegally employed by McDonald's franchises throughout the United States. DOL even found that two 10-year-olds were found working without pay at a McDonald's in Louisville, where they prepared and served meals, worked the drive-through, the cash register, cleaned the store and sometimes worked as late as 2am. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio.
You're with Annie on Stick Together, Workers' Stories, Union News and Social Justice Issues. We are going down outside the Convention Centre, Melbourne, to a rally of unions called by the MUA, the Maritime Union of Australia, who were targeting Odsted, the Danish company, the world's biggest offshore wind power developer, whose CEO, Meds Nipper, was due to speak at Australia Wind Energy 2023. Inside, Osted has a record of trashing union jobs in America where they reneged on a deal with the ILA, the International Longshoremen's Association, in New Hampshire. As we hear from the speakers at the rally, it was the ILA members who supported Australian wharfies in such major disputes as the Patrick's 1987 dispute and more recently the protracted dispute with Cube in Fremantle. Now it is Australia's turn to stand up for their American comrades and secure local jobs. First, we hear from Colin Long, the sustainability officer at the Victorian Trades Hall. Do you want to give me a few words about why it's important for them to be here today, Colin? Uh, well, this, we're obviously very much in... All the unions are very much in support of offshore wind. The problem is that in the US at the moment, Orsted, one of the biggest developers in the world, offshore wind developers in the world, is uh, not prepared to enter into proper agreements with the Longshoremen's Union in the US, so they're uh, shafting the workers, the wharfies basically, and the longshoremen in the US. So that's why this is an international solidarity uh, meeting here today. We're, as I said, we're very much in support of offshore wind, but we want to make sure that the jobs in offshore wind, whether Australia or anywhere else in the world, are good union jobs and that the companies don't just try and extract a whole lot of wealth out of communities, that they make sure the jobs, good quality jobs, uh, union jobs and uh, looking after the communities in which it's taking place. We have Danae Bolster here from the Victorian Trades Hall to give a talk. Everyone make your welcome please. It's an honour to be here today comrades with the mighty MUA. There's a stack of unions here today, I can see it all. MUA! Here MUA! Here CFMEU! Here CFMEU! Here ETU! Here I also saw at the back there, AEU! Here AMWU! Unreal, comrades. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on behalf of Victorian Trades Hall Council. I just want to say really quickly, uh, internationalism runs in our blood. It runs in the blood of the MUA and all of the unions here today. We know how important it is. And we stand here in solidarity with the Longshoremen's Union over in the USA. I want to say at the front, and I want to say really clearly, the union movement is 100% on board. Trades Hall is 100% on board with renewable energy, and particularly offshore wind. Let us be clear about it, it's the union movement and it's the mighty MUA that have been leading the charge for more offshore wind. We know this can be good jobs, we know we need to do it, we need to change our energy systems here in Australia and offshore wind is going to be absolutely key to it for our industries, for our homes, for our future generations of kids. Right now over in Europe, my home country, Greece is on fire. I don't know if there's any other Greeks amongst us here today, but it's pretty frightening watching that country burn to the ground. And Australia's been there before, and I'm pretty scared about the summer that's coming our way too. It's going to be hot. 
So I want to stress up front and to be really clear to everyone that's here today and everyone in the building behind us, we are 100% on board with renewable energy and offshore wind, but that doesn't mean it can't be shit jobs. We will not tolerate shit jobs because we're the ones, it's unions putting just into just transition. If we get to the end of this and we've got 100% renewable energy, but they're still shit jobs and they're jobs that lock women out and they're jobs that don't have any apprentices for our in Indigenous comrades, that's not been a good outcome. These need to be good jobs, pay, well-paid jobs, and they need to be union jobs. Now, Orsted, am I allowed to start on them? Orsted are worth $52 billion. They're the biggest builder of offshore wind in the world. And they're going to come to Australia. They're moving in on Gippsland. And I want to be clear, we're supportive of that. We're okay. We want big industry moving in to build our offshore wind. But those jobs must be good jobs, quality jobs, and they must be union jobs. The MUA has some demands on them, and the first one is they need to meet with our counterparts, the MUA counterparts over in the US, the Longshoremen's Union over there, meet with them, bring them into the fold. You need to do agreements with the relevant unions every step of the way. And I want to do a shout out to the MUA and all the unions in Victoria. We're leading the charge on this. We are meeting with the people that want to build offshore wind in this country too, and we won't buckle. We'll be a united front. We won't tolerate any of their bullshit. You know why? because Victoria is a union state and Melbourne is a union town and we don't tolerate that shit. Thank you very much, comrades. I'd now like to invite up the newly elected Secretary of the Victorian branch of the MUA, Robert Lumsden. Uh, thanks very much, comrades. It's already been uh, noted that we are here supporting the ILA in the first instance. But the second instance is that Orsted are coming to Australia. They've been given a feasibility licence for um, a job for offshore wind off Gippsland, which is two and a half times uh, the size of Star of the South. And we want it to be good union jobs. We want it well paid. We want them to, to employ union members, Indigenous, women, youth. We want, we want all of that. And we want them to pay their, pay their way. The solidarity from the international unions goes all the way back to the 98 dispute of the Patrick's uh, dispute when we were locked out and it was the ILWU who came to the rescue then but they didn't understand how, how our tentacles go worldwide and it was that sort of strength and they refused to unload a ship overseas to Columbus, Canada and they said we're not unloading that, it was loaded by scabs in Melbourne, send it back and it could be loaded by union members and it was that sort of solidarity that helped to break the Howard and Reith government back then and it's the solidarity that from the ILA and the ILWU that also assisted us in the CUBE dispute last year, where the CUBE members there were locked out for 78 days, and it was the International Solidarity once again that came to the fore that assisted us to break that deadlock. It's our turn to support them in the ILA, and we're doing that here today, but also they're coming here. Danae mentioned they are the largest offshore wind infrastructure company in the world, and we will not have them coming into Australia paying zero or little taxes and not employing union labour. The dock workers in uh, New London, Connecticut have been there for 100 years, 100 years, and they're saying they're not, that they don't want to employ them. We call on them to employ those people that have been there and have done the traditional work for over 100 years. We call on them to employ union labour because it's safe labour. We have better safe practices than uh, non-union labour jobs. It, it's, the data supports it everywhere. And the construction's here today and the other unions here who fight for safety. One, we can't afford to have people dying on the job, so we need to have these jobs unionised so as we can provide the safe, the safe work practices that go with those. We're calling for all and any offshore wind project that is licensed to build in Australia to employ union labour.
Our last speaker today is the Deputy National Secretary of the MUA, Warren Smith. Put your hands together for him, please. Comrades, thank you so much for attending today's uh, demonstration because it's fundamentally important and I think the message of corporate greed has been sent and that's what we're dealing with here, corporate greed. But I'd like to say we support offshore wind. We know that we're in the middle of a climate crisis. We're seeing the, the, the countries around Europe burning. We're seeing catastrophic changes to our climate and offshore wind and renewable energy is a fundamental component for us going forward. But not without unions, not without workers uh, at the backbone of that and not as a basis of exploitation and d diving unions out of the place and making society and its future non-union. We're not copping it and that's what's happening in the US. Our, our, our comrades in the ILA, a fraternal union of ours, have stuck solid with us through thick and thin. They've stood with us when we've been in the most brutal blues. Three months we're on a picket line in the West with Cube and it was the ILA who stood up alongside us, jacked ships up in the US and told the bosses they weren't going to be working ships with scabs on them. And that becomes a fundamental turning point in those disputes. And we thank the ILA for that. And we tell the ILA now that your blue with ISTAD, ORSTAD, is our blue too. Ours as well, all the way. And the MUA will be there right to the end. And it's so wonderful to see so many other unions here today to stand up in the spirit of solidarity. You attack one of us, you attack all of us. You attack the MUA, you attack the CFMEU, you attack the ETU, you attack the plumbers, you attack the metal workers. One in, all in. And it's the only way the working class can move forward, not only in this country, but all over the world. Solidarity is the most important word in the working class dictionary. And we say to Orsted, we're not going to stand by while you throw dockers anywhere in the world on the scrap heap. We're not going to cop it. We're going to fight you right to the end. And if that means mobilising, if that means taking action in our ports, if that means giving it to Orsted, wherever we find them, we're going to do it with our comrades all around the world. In the ILA, those comrades worked through the pandemic and they died. Many of them died. Hand over fists they were dying and we didn't have the same measures in the US that were going on here. They went to work and hundreds of them went down and so many of them died. They had a port, three years, New London, Connecticut. They closed that port down, said they were going to turn it into a renewable energy hub. The workers in, in uh, New London, part of the community, expected that they would go back through the gate and start working those vessels. And said, dogged it. They did a deal, they walked away from it, they reneged, they shit on the community of New London and they deserve everything they get. And Orsted need to know that they've got to go and fix that. They've got to, they, they cannot and we will not cop them abandoning the dockers of New London and the community because an attack on any docker in any port in the world is our struggle and we will fight it to the end. Like they stood up for us when we were in a blue with them rotten filth bags at Cube who I note have locked out the RTBU just recently 
and we're standing in solidarity with them comrades as well. That's the only way we can go forward. So they close their port and they think they're going to chuck the ILA on the scrappy. Well, not if we've got our way, because the ILA's tentacles reach long and far, and so do ours. And the dock workers' movement internationally is stronger than it's ever been before. We've got a network of dock workers' unions in every country in the world where there's a port. And we will use that. And that power needs to be used to make sure that union jobs prevail and the new generation of renewable energy is unionised to the hilt. And we haven't not got scabby outfits coming in trying to undermine the wages and, uh, wages and conditions of workers and drive down the community. Because that's what Orsted are doing and we're not going to cop it. So we say to Orsted, respect dockers. Negotiate with the ILA and all dockers unions. Negotiate in New London. They've got the skills. They say, oh, this is all new cargo. You haven't got the skills. We were driving steam winches. The cargo's changed considerably since back in the day. For 150 years we've been moving cargo around the place and the cargo is no different. We can do the job. Dockers anywhere in the world can do the job. And don't come to us and tell us dockers can't unload a ship because that's bullshit. We can unload any ship and we will be unloading them ships and they'll be unloading them through oil or labour in New London and we're playing our part to make sure that happens. And then, if you think you're going to come here and get over the top of all of us, good luck. Because we will fight. We will fight and we will make sure that union agreements prevail all throughout this sector with the appropriate unions that have got coverage in those areas, acting in unity, acting in solidarity for union rights and what is right. Because that's what we do. And if they think they can come to Australia, well, not only will they have the blue in Australia, but we'll have our mates in the ILA backing us up and we'll have dockers unions everywhere in the world backing up. Because there's one thing you can be sure of, that's union power will prevail. International solidarity will prevail. Local solidarity will prevail. And struggle against bosses will prevail. I say union, you say power. Union, power. union, power. union, power. union. Power. That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contract the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, stick together.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.